Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Besides helping us to make shows like this possible, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts like Tep and Step, access to all 61 years of the magazine in our digital archives, recruiting analysis, and must-see insight from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, we hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe that's texasfootball.com slash subscribe and thanks for listening the texas football today podcast is brought to you by chocolate milk built by nature you can watch texas football today live weekdays at noon at texasfootball.com and on facebook and if you like the show subscribe to the podcast vendor of your choice give us a positive rating and tell a friend Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch, or you're listening to us on the podcast. podcast. Did I just put a F on podcast? What in the world is a podcast? Or you're listening to us on the Podcast. No, people on the podcast are really going to like that. But you can subscribe to on the <laughs> podcast vendor oh, of your geez. choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. If I'm going to screw up, I'm just going to bring the whole show down <laughs> with me. If you go down, we're all going down. I'm sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making a sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Trying to keep this podcast afloat i know you really are <laughs> god bless you today is tuesday august 31st 2021 the end of august yeah last day of august last day last day, best august, day. august i have a complicated relationship with august yeah. because high school football starts in august which, which is good love. weather in august objectively trash it's a it's a spicy meatball out there my uh when when my wife moved down my to wife. texas um, we were, she probably said, uh-uh. we got through and it was like, we got to like July 30th and she's like, Oh, well, thank goodness. Like we're past the rough part of summer. Uh-huh. And, and I was like, said, ah. Oh no, Oh no, no, it no, only no, gets no. Worse from no, here, honey, sweetheart. You don't get it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 86 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to Hillary Farr. Hillary is the, uh, oh, the, the co-host. Perhaps you've seen the, uh, the hit show on HGTV called love it or list it. Shout out Hillary Farr. It's her birthday today. Uh, episode 1,231. On today's show, guys, big, beefy show. Yes. We are going to talk a little college football, including UTEP's win over New Mexico State and some headlines from across the state. Then we're going to, uh, we got some other announcements like the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, um, the uh, Impactful Leader presented by the uh, First National Bank of Omaha. Um, we've got a few other things to get to like that, including the Dave Campbell's Textball Coaches of the Week. Uh, then we will talk with Craig Way. Tuesdays. Texas High School Football Hall of Famer joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. In the back half of the show, this is New a stuff. this is a vertical tease. Yes. The vertical tease. Stay tuned to the end of the show. The debut of the first ever Dave Campbell's Texas Football 
Top 10 plays of the week. That's right. Top 10 plays of the week. I'm real pumped about this. We're going to show you the top 10 plays of the week, courtesy of our friends at Texan Live. Do we have first four through the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Ed McElroy, Tanner Solis, and Aaron Flynn. Feel better, bud. Welcome oh, no. in, fellas. Oh, no. Under the weather, Aaron Flynn. Okie dokie. Let's talk a little bit about the... First thing we're supposed to do. I'm sorry. Um, this is yeah, new. I this was is like, new, uh, new Tuesday shows. Sorry, guys. <laughs> because, um, normally, normally this is this is easy. But <clears throat> the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Impactful Leadership Award, presented by First National Bank of Omaha, will recognize ten influential Texas high school football athletes who are leaders both on and off the playing field. Uh, this week, congratulations to Jared Roop of Anna High School. Jared is known in the community for being an overachiever. He's loved in Anna and does his best to love everyone back. He will pick students and teammates up when they don't have rides. He invites them over to his house. They typically always feed them. Uh, typically always feeds them. Jared doesn't pick kids up based on their race or religion. He just sees that they need. They have a need, and he fills it. Uh, congratulations to Jared Roop, our Dave Campbell's Impactful Leadership Award winner uh, from Anna High School, presented by First National Bank of Omaha. You can read more about what makes Jared a great leader at texasfootball.com. Thanks to our friends at the First National Bank of Omaha for honoring impactful leaders across Texas high school football. Good on you, Jared. Good hair, too. Pickle, let's talk a little bit about college football. Uh, college football is back, believe it or not, because there was actually games this weekend. Well, I shouldn't say games. There was a game this weekend. <laughs> and game this weekend involved the 1-0 UTEP Miners. Uh, they go on the road. They win the Battle of I-10. How about them, Miners? 30-3. to Jump out to a 17-0 lead. It might have been 20 to nothing. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know. But but they never looked back. Now I want to. I want to make sure that we're we're tapping the brakes here a little bit. Um, New Mexico State uh, is bad. Yes. New Mexico State is is, and and this is certainly saying something when we're talking about some other programs. But New Mexico State is is in many ways barely an FBS program. Yeah. Uh they're hanging on by a thread. They may in fact I believe they're still an independent. Mm-hmm. Um and so but this is a big rivalry game for UTEP. And I think it was an important win because this is a tone setter for UTEP. If they're going to show progress here in this season for Dana Dimmel, which we believe is a real make-it-or-break-it season for Dana Dimmel, they had to have this one. You can't get off on the wrong foot. I mean, we've seen them stumble in early goings before, right? We've oh, yeah. seen them uh, really struggle out of the gates uh, against against teams that, frankly, they should be better than, right? I mean, you remember when they played Stephen F. Austin in their opener last year, and they kind of farted around and ended up winning 24-14, to 14, right? They, they farted around against Abilene Christian they last year. They dinged themselves right? in those holes that it's right. almost too hard to get out of. You remember back in 2019, maybe you're old enough to remember 2019, <laughs> when they, they opened up at home against Houston Baptist yeah. and won 36-34, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you, you may be old enough to remember when they played Northern Arizona in their opener against, uh, in 2018 and lost yeah. 30 to 10 that to Northern Arizona, right? You may also be old enough to remember when they've, you know, went 0 and 12 back in 2017, which, you know, ugly, ugly, ugly stuff, including a, like a 41 14 loss at New Mexico State. So I don't want to 
I don't want to glance, you know, just kind of glance over what UTEP did here. Yeah. It has been a long time, a long time since we've seen UTEP. Like a statement win like, there. Like go out there and prove that, yeah, we're just the better team. Mm-hmm. We're just the way better team here, and that's what they did on Saturday. They went to Las Cruces, and they came away with an emphatic win. Say, that's the other under-the-radar thing. This was this was, was a road, road game, which is, right. you know. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I, I watched about half this game. When it got to halftime, I, I, I kind of checked out a little bit because it looked like they was well in hand, and watching New Mexico State makes me sad. Um, it was late at night, too. I thought <laughs> Gavin Hardison, their quarterback, was fine. Yeah. Um, he got the ball to Jacob Cowing, which was usually a good idea. He was fantastic yep. in this game. They ran the ball relatively effectively with Ronald DeWatt and and uh, and Deion Hankins. They had, boy, one, two, three, four, five, six different guys had multiple carries. Showing more than any one sort of balance sure. is huge for them. Just having having that kind of thing. And and yeah, look, the defense the defense stood up. The defense held them under two hundred yards. Um, this was an impressive win for UTEP. And and again. I don't want to go crazy. I don't want to overstate this. But at the same time, it's just been a long time since we've been able to have an unqualified, very good result for UTEP. Mm-hmm. Right? And this was a very good result for UTEP. I'm not saying they're going to win the national championship. I'm also not saying they're not. What I'm saying is they have, like, this is, if they are going to take that next step, this was an important move in that direction. Because mm-hmm. if they went out there and they won like 30 to 27 or they lost this game then like we're having a very very different conversation about the direction of UTEP going forward so overall I think that was fantastic okay some other headlines from across the state of Texas Texas the University of Texas the Longhorns yes have you heard of them Mm, are you familiar once or twice um they have named their starting quarterback for their week one opener against Louisiana and that will be Hudson Card. Yeah, Hudson Card gets the nod product. in their opener against their against there. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian was clear. I, I I watched a fair amount of his press conference yesterday, mm-hmm. and and he was very clear in saying we're going to need both guys if to get where we need to go. Yeah. Um, that makes me think. Now now there's there's certainly some posturing here, right? He says that Casey Thompson will play in this game as well. There's certainly some posturing here because you don't want your backup quarterback to start eyeing the transfer portal. No. So he has to say some of these things, and I'm cer- sure there's some of that that goes into this as well. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also think that that speaks to what we had heard about during the course of the offseason mm-hmm. and during the course of spring and summer workouts, which was... It's a close quarterback competition. It's not a runaway. There's not one guy that has separated himself so much from the pack that it it has to be Hudson Card. No. Now, I think Hudson Card is probably, you know, the better player. Mm-hmm. He was the guy that I had been hearing pretty much since the spring that it's just he's a different player. He's just he's got a, a leg up in this competition. He mm-hmm. ends up being the guy. But uh, they have made the move, and it's going to be Hudson Card taking the snaps for uh, Texas on Saturday. If they go out there and handle their raging Cajuns like you would hope that they would. Which is not a guarantee. 
Louisiana's really good. No, guys. and no one in the press conference yesterday asked basically anything about them for the whole first um, third half of it, and it was kind pers- of like it's cult of personality, though. I mean, he's a new coach, right? <laughs> Everyone wants to talk about Steve Sarkeesian and the culture and things like that. I just they got to the go out. Time, they got, can't go out there and sleep on. You've them. got a top twenty-five team coming, coming to town. In. Yeah, Louisiana's good. We'll talk about this Thursday They're with only Ishmael two spots Johnson. above them. <laughs> right. We'll talk to we'll talk uh, to Ishmael Johnson coming up here, but Billy Napier's got a cook in there at Louisiana. So. Um, there is uh, that is one uh, note. Um, also, we have a there is a quarterback uh, that they have named at SMU on the hilltop. It is Tanner Mordecai, yeah. the Oklahoma transfer, has beat out Preston Stone um, for the quarter starting quarterback job. Um, I think it would have certainly been eyebrow raising if Preston Stone had won this job. Yeah. that he would have beaten out an Oklahoma transfer as a true freshman. Uh, so I don't know if it's necessarily a surprise, but um, keep an eye on that. Oklahoma transfer to, uh, Tanner Mordecai is the new starting quarterback there at SMU. Um, one other thing to note, and I'll just, I'll just. Did we ever talk that Baylor selected their guy? I couldn't remember. Yeah, Gary Bohan. Okay. I think we did. I was just making Gary Bohan's quarterback at Baylor. <laughs> um, yeah, we watched the Dave Aranda press conference yesterday yeah. as well. Okay, one other thing, and this, this hopefully here is my here's my hope. I hope this doesn't. Like, we don't have to mention this ever again. And that this is like, this is a, a rule that, that exists for no reason, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the SEC has uh, put out their, uh, has finalized their rules for forfeitures. Uh, SEC teams that cannot play a game because of COVID-19, injuries, or other reasons. So technically, if your whole team just like all comes down with a bad case of cramps, like at the same time. Yeah, um, theoretically, that happens. Um, that will be a forfeit. They are not going to reschedule it, um, and they are going to. It is going to be a forfeit. The team that has to forfeit will have a loss on their record. The team that does the team the other team will have a win on their record. The game will not be rescheduled. You remember last year where there was just a ton of scrambling yeah. of games being played. Oh no, we can't play now. Okay, we'll play on Tuesday. Or okay, we we'll, we'll move. It was like when we'll, we tried to do the magazine and Houston yes. and Rice were. It still said postponed, and it was like, well, the season ended. Uh, checks yes. notes four months ago. The SEC <laughs> joins the big uh, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac. 12 or the Big 12, the Mountain West, and the American Athletic Conference in the same um, in the same rule, mm-hmm. which is if you can't field a team for the scheduled time and the scheduled date and the scheduled place, then tough noogies. It's a forfeit. You're taking a forfeit. Yep. So that's noteworthy. Hopefully it doesn't matter. Right. Here's to that not mattering. Yes. Thumbs up <laughs> for that. So there you go. There's some college football headlines. Thursday, we will have Ishmael Johnson in here to give you some burning questions. Answer some burning questions about college football. Ish. Oh, you were just saying his name. Yeah, because that's what everyone in the comments always says. Ish. Bring back ish. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle. Derry Max and Dave Campbell's Texas football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches across the state of Texas with the Derry Max, built by Chuckle Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Derry Max, built by Chuckle Milk Assistant Coach of the Year, decided at season's end. We have our Week 1 nominees for the Derry Max, built by Chuckle Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. We start... 
Pasadena Doby defensive coordinator Cody Blanchard. The Longhorns' defense was in midseason form in their opener, holding Ailey Felsick to just 113 yards and forcing three turnovers in a 55-0 victory. Dallas Hillcrest offensive coordinator Jonathan Rader. Quarterback Carter Sido rang up 303 yards total offense and four touchdowns, and the Panthers roared to a 58-6 win over Fort Worth Polytechnic. Paris defensive coordinator Brandon Hampton up for the Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week. The Wildcats defense held Texarkana Arkansas High to a paltry 61 yards of total offense, pitching just the program's second shutout since 2018. And finally, way down south, LaVia offensive coordinator Joseph Garcia, after a truncated season due to COVID-19 that saw the Cardinals play just three games, LV came out firing on opening night, beating Progresso 62-3 for their best single-game scoring output since 2013. Wow. So those are your Dairy Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees, Pasadena Adobe Defensive Coordinator Cody Blanchard, Dallas Hillcrest Offensive Coordinator Jonathan Rader, Paris Defensive Coordinator Brandon Hampton, and LaVia Offensive Coordinator Joseph Garcia. Vote now on Twitter at DCTF. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hope you'll consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, that's our subscription package, two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content. If you need some nerd in your life, texasfootball.com slash subscribe. The new episode of Tap and Step is out, our week two preview. You can check that out, texasfootball.com. Did you just ask the people if they need nerd in their life? Just a, just a question. You got the dud. Just asking. <laughs> just asking. Pickle, let's go to the hotline, and let's bring in the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. He joins us every Tuesday here on Tuesdays. Texas Football Today. He is the great Craig Way. Craig, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Tap. How are, how are you and Pickle doing? Oh, I mean, I'm fantastic. I'm doing great. Couldn't Pickle, be better. Pickle's, you know, Pickle's chuckling, but that's, that's not here nor there. <laughs> um, Craig, week one of the Texas high school football uh, season is in the books. Step and I were talking about this yesterday on our podcast, that... We felt that the the week one overall, at least at the very top, was relatively chalky. I don't know that there was any real huge stunners. Um, maybe one here or there. Uh, do you agree with that assessment, or do you, do you feel like there were there were some surprises that you didn't necessarily see coming? Yeah, no, I'm 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 in agreement with you. It, like you said, at the top, I think pretty much top held the form. Uh, I think you had to move through it a little bit to to perhaps see a wrinkle or two, an eyebrow razor or two. The, obviously, the, the biggest one, I think, to, to us, and the big exception of the rule was Richland Springs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, but but other than other than them, I think pretty much the rest of it uh, held to form. I liked what I saw, not only in the six-man levels, but all the way up to 6A, a lot of it pretty much held to according to Hoyle, as the old saying goes. Well, let me let me push back on, on, on my own point here for one moment because there's one, I think, exception in your neck of the woods, and that would be Liberty Hill. 
Liberty Hill loses their opener to Colleen Ellison, 12 to seven. Now we knew that this was a little bit of a rebuilding year. Uh, we knew that there was there, that they that they had to replace, I believe, 10 starters on their on that outstanding slot T offense uh, for Coach Kent Walker's squad. Um, how do you? And maybe this is a broader question, not necessarily about Liberty Hill, but we can we can use them as a as a springboard. How how do you make sure you don't hit the panic button, or how do you make sure you don't hit the uh, make sure you don't hit the panic button too late for a team uh, that has that struggles maybe in their opener or maybe their first couple of, of games? Yeah, it's that it's that thing about the uh, the the urgency meter. Where does it register? Five, six, seven, whatever. Uh, I think it's there. If, if it were not a season opener, then I might say that there might be more area of concern. I think going into the year uh, that we all kind of knew that Liberty Hill, regardless of the inspirational run they made and with within a fumble at the goal line of playing for a state championship and, and Kent Walker, of course, taking over for it, for his late brother, Jeff, for, for all of those things that happen whenever there's a coaching change, there's going to be a period of adjustments. And, and so I think it did surprise some folks that they didn't get their offense cranked up the way that they normally would. I do expect them to bounce back this week against Del Valley, but uh, you know, uh, we had our own in our building, uh, there uh, at the at the radio station about the area teams and going into the start of the season, they had uh, in terms of five A's, you know who I thought were the best and a couple of our guys in the building in, in our area, uh, you know once you got to that division we're talking not about Cedar Park but getting into five A D two and then also talking about Liberty Hill. And I said, I kind of like Leander Rouse better. Uh, I just thought with with the abundance of starters they had and a proven quarterback and uh, a coaching staff intact from the prior season, there were more sure things about Rouse that led me to pick them ahead of Liberty Hill in terms of that particular division and that particular classification uh, over, say, uh, the other way around, but I do think Liberty Hill will bounce back and they'll be okay. So then let's let's take that same conversation and kind of flip it on on its head and talk about a team that looked really really good in their in their season opener. Um, I look at a team or teams that looked really good. Let, let's talk like a team like College Station. I think we were all very impressed with what College Station did uh, to Hutto uh, last last week. Uh, I think that we were all, uh, for example, very impressed with um, the, uh, some of the what what. Uh, Let's see. Beckville did to Joaquin, right? A, a few of these games. Yep. Uh, Carthage, a gutty win over Crosby. Um, does that does it does that work with the same intensity on the other side? Where if you go out there and you look really good, that suddenly you start thinking, okay, things are things maybe uh, we've misread and things maybe better than than we thought. Does it does it react the same way when it's in a positive way, or is it simply let's wait for more data, regardless? I think it does. I think it depends on two or three things. Uh, like we said, the individual elements of a team, uh, if they had some changes, if they've had some injuries, if they had some COVID issues, uh, is certainly part of that. How much of it's intact, whether they were playing at home or the road. Uh, and you, I still am a firm believer in this, Tap. There's, there's that season opening factor until you get them on the field and under the lights. Sometimes you just don't know. I'll give you an example, and I'll pull out another one from the greater Austin area. Lake Travis, when you look at the final score of their game, they won 40-28 over Arlington Martin. 
And you'd say, oh, that's pretty impressive. Martin was state-ranked. Lake Travis beats him by 12, and they put 40 on the board. I had Hank Carter on my show this morning, and he was just livid about a lot of things that his team did poorly, mainly in special teams. He gave up a kickoff return for a touchdown. They did a, you know, did, did a lot of things that very sloppily. But he added, that's a season opener. And we'll clean that. We'll clean that up. We'll fix that. And I think a lot of coaches across the state look at it that way, whether you won or lost uh, the first games in the book and that old coaching saw about, uh, you know, making your greatest improvements from week one to week two. Now, there are some teams on watch because of that. Uh, and and we mentioned Liberty Hill then to see how they do. But but and, and I'll give you another one. Uh, from the area, Cedar Park. I, I don't think folks expected Cedar Park to beat Vandegrift, who's going to be one of the better area 6A teams down here. But to get beat by 35 points, I know surprised a lot of folks. And and we'll see how Cedar Park does against a pretty good Round Rock Cedar Ridge team this week, I'd stepping up in class again against another 6A. So there's a couple of examples, but I think you, you bring it up. And I also like what, what you and the staff did with your rankings. You didn't punish too severely based on some of the things that, that happened in week one, like a Highland Park uh, playing up in classification and, and, and getting trounced by South Lake Carroll. But, hey, you left them where they were. And there were a couple of teams that managed to stay in the top ten, or maybe not drop more than one or two, because you do factor a season opener into it. I think it's more about perhaps rewarding the teams that pulled a surprise rather than punishing the ones who suffered a surprise. Talking with Craig Wade, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig. Uh, last week, last Friday, you were uh, you were in Grapevine for the Grapevine uh, versus Colleyville Heritage Battle of the Red Rail. Colleyville Heritage, speaking of impressive, uh, goes out mm-hmm. there and, and gets a big win. Um, your your overall takeaways from from the the game. Your overall takeaways from from the experience from from just being there uh, in Week One. Well, uh, it was it, it was an electric environment, no doubt about it, uh, and and it had so many different themes on it, other than the red rail. And then obviously at the top of the list, uh, we think about Caleb Tejada, who lost his father uh, yesterday or day before, and and, and uh, that's sad to see, and, and the inspiration that that young man put back into his body after. Uh, it, you know, when he left the hospital to go back over to the field and suit up in the second half and rush for 105 yards on nine carries, uh, that that was one theme for that. Uh, to to hear Kirk Martin tell uh, Sarah Merrifield on the sideline at the end of the first half, our offense was terrible. He was really upset with Alice offense and they were up 21 nothing half because of the turnovers, but their defense played well and turned around and played much more solidly in the second half. They're going to be good. I, I, and I know you feel the same way. They're, they're really going to be good. Uh, and, and there was quite the environment there. Now I will tell you, uh, you know, Tep, I was warned by some folks with great, uh, with the Grapevine Colleyville Independent School District. They said, uh, we've had a history here in this game over the past several years of having a streaker. Now I don't know if we'll have a streaker tonight, but it, but, but, but it, it, it might happen. And, uh, and I turned to him and I said, well, I hope he's wearing a mask. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 and left it at that. But it's, you know, it, it, there was no streaker, by the way. So those were the impressions that I had coming out of that one. Uh, and finally, Craig, uh, I'm going to do, I'm going to reverse something that you do to, to me on your show, and I'm going to give you three games 
in three different classifications, and I'm going to make you pick one that you're going to that to, to, to go to, to teleport to, because I know you got to be up at the Bally Sports Southwest Studios on Friday night for High School School Board Live. I will give you a 5A matchup between Frisco, Lone Star, and Alito. I will mm-hmm. give you a 6A matchup between Austin, Westlake, and Euless Trinity. Or, and here's the wild card, I'll give you a 1A matchup between Sterling City and May. Mm. Uh, which of those three are you teleporting to? Okay, forced to pick from one of those three, mm-hmm. I would go with Sterling City against May. But my answer is D, it's none of the above. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's a task to see to Allen. Mm-hmm. Because I think we've got to see, uh, as, as speaking of, by the way, season openers and making adjustments, as Chad Morris, we know he'll do with his group. But in getting ready for this really good Atasca Cedar team, which bears a real threat to being able to snap that home winning streak for Allen, a regular season win streak for Allen, this is uh, this is going to be really interesting to watch. So that's the one that, that's been on my mind this week. That said, Tep, as you know, because you compile the rankings, there's four top ten head-to-head matchups in 6A, four of them. That one just happens to be the one that intrigues me the most. It's it's a wild week, too, of Texas high school football. And, of course, he will have you covered there on the horn in Austin as well as on the Emmy Award-winning high school scoreboard live coming up at 11 p.m. Friday on Bally Sports Southwest. He's Craig Way. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and I will talk to you Thursday on your program. Hey, give you another uh, 4A wild card. I like Quero Wimberley. Mm-hmm. I think that could be mm-hmm. an awful lot so, of fun. So uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. Um Step and I on our podcast yesterday. He he made the point. He goes, I think Quero might be back. He 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 made that point very loud and clear and said they might be back. And and I'll tell you, it it that that this would certainly be a, a good marker for where the gobblers are on the back scale. That is certainly uh, for sure. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend. We'll talk soon. See you guys. Take care. Bye, there Craig. he goes, Craig White, the Texas High School Ball Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Tuesdays. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a huge week. It really huge is. Huge week of games. Um, I mean, we didn't even mention Argyle Pleasant Grove. We didn't even mention Lake, Tra- Lake Travis Judson, New Deal Wellington, um, Denton Ryan, Denton Geyer. Yeah. Like, it's a monster Side week. Monster week of games across the state of Texas. And, of course, we'll have you covered at texasfootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Pickle? Yes. Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 1 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Danny Servance from Killeen Ellison. In his first game as head coach at Killeen Ellison, Coach Servance's Eagles stunned state-ranked 5A, Class 5A Liberty Hill 12-7. In 5A, Jeff Fleener from Forney. In his first game at the head coach of Forney, Coach Fleener's squad pulled off a big upset, knocking off White House 21-20 to end the Jackrabbits' 15-game losing streak. Good job, Fleener. In 4A, Rocky James from Rio Hondo. After opting out of football a year ago due to the horrible impacts of COVID-19 in the Rio Grande Valley, Coach James' Bobcats returned to the gridiron style on Thursday night with a convincing 65-0 win over Class 6A La Jolla Juarez uh, Lincoln, starting the season 1-0. 
In 3A, Nick Harrison from West Rusk. Coach Harrison's squad made a statement in 3A Division II, opening the season Thursday night with a dominant 38-14 win over a good 3A Division I squad in East Chambers. In 2A, Josh Turner from Maud. Coach Turner's Cardinals opened the season in impressive fashion, taking down 2A Division I Hawkins 40-19. Uh, Maud, who was just 3-6 a year ago, dominated a Hawkins squad that went undefeated in the regular season in 2020. In 1A, John York from Paducah. York's young dragons looked like they were ready for the Friday nights on in their opener, going on the road and romping past favored Miami 61-14. Paducah Dragons is so strong. And in the private school ranks, C.J. Wilson from Grapevine Faith Christian. Hard to ask more of Coach Wilson in his debut with the Lions as he led Grapevine Faith to an emphatic 30-6 win over rival Colleyville Covenant Christian in the season opener. So those are your Week 1 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Coaches of the Week. In 6A, Danny Servants from Killian Ellison. In 5A, Jeff Fleener from Forney. In 4A, Rocky James from Rio Hondo. In 3A, Nick Harrison from West Rusk. In 2A, Josh Turner from Maud. In 1A, John York from Paducah. And in the private school ranks, C.J. Wilson from Grapevine Faith Christian. Congratulations to all the coaches, and thanks for everything you do for your team or for your teams, schools, and communities. Okay, Pickle. It's time. It is time because we've got a new thing this year. So perhaps you guys know, we've made it clear, that we now have uh, a streaming service. We do. Texan Live is under the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Family. Uh, We're proud to have them. And of course, Thursday, we'll prove it to you because we are going to do a watch along for uh, Dickinson and Fort Bend Ridgepoint on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, 7 o'clock Thursday. But Pickle... With that streaming service means that we get highlights. We got highlights. And with those highlights, that we got means highlight we got videos. <laughs> top 10 plays. It is now time to roll out the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Top 10 Plays of the Week for Week 1. For the Spartans. Kick is down, kick is up, and it is good. Touchdown, Pato. 
Butler looks to throw, throws left side, pass picked off, nobody in front, as going back the other way, Javen Anderson to the 20, 10-5, and into the end zone, pick six goes the other way, and Javen Anderson puts the Mustangs on the board first. Simmons runs to the right, gets dragged down, ball is out, and it's picked up by PNG. And it's going to be a touchdown for the Indians. Isaac Sinet takes it all the way at the end of the first half. Looking in and out of the hands of his receiver, and it's picked off. Another interception return for a touchdown. This time for Jersey Village, it's Darius Johnson. Trevor Helberg to get rid of it. This will be received at the two by Noah Patty. Patty gets to the edge. Noah Patty down the sideline. Gets a block. Noah Patty. Touchdown, Carthage. There they are. Top ten plays for week one. Dave Campbell's Texas Football Texan Live. Um, Make sure, by the way, you can submit your highlights. Tag us on social media, hashtag DCTFTop10, uh, to submit your highlights for the uh, Dave Campbell's Texas Football Top 10 Plays of the Week. We'll roll them out every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. And, of course, it'll be up on YouTube and on our social medias. Hashtag DCTFTop10 to tag your, uh, to let us know about which plays you think should be in the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Top 10. And we should say, by the way, if you tag us in it, uh, we'll credit you on the little, uh, on, on the video. Yeah. We'll make sure. So we're not just, we're not just ripping the video. Yeah, I mean, obviously we can, can pull back the it. curtains there. There are specific teams that we cover and stuff with them. So it's like getting, getting y'all's help in mm-hmm. finding those highlights means more coverage for the rest of the state as well. So right. make sure to, yeah, hashtag DCTF Top 10. On hashtag DCTF Top 10 to submit your highlights. There it is. The top 10 plays for week one, courtesy of Texan Live. Let's go over to the jump seat. For America's second favorite segment, final thoughts. It's a new one. I like it. Just thought about it. Good job. Thanks. You've, you've got your hamsters up there getting a workout in. Um, Always turning. <laughs> I figured, let's go ahead, and since we did this in the pre-show, let's go ahead and throw up this graphic one more time for yes. our watch-along on Thursday. Since we just showed you some of those highlights, that's what you can expect on Thursday night at 7 for our DCTF watch-along. Yes, the DCTF watch-along. It'll be myself. It'll be Ishmael Johnson. It'll be Ashley Pickle. It'll be Gabe Brooks from 24-7 Sports and Mike Roach from 24-7 Sports sitting here in the studio eating pizza, watching Fort Bend, Richpoint, and Dickinson. And guess what? You get to watch it too! Yes. You get to watch it free! Dave Campbell's uh, on our Facebook page, on our YouTube page, or on Twitch. Uh, for the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Watch Along, you get to watch Fort Bend Ridgepoint versus Dickinson live Thursday, 7 p.m. Come get some pithy commentary from us uh, as you watch some t- free Texas high school football courtesy of Texan Live. Dave Campbell's Texan Live, TexanLive.com. So there you go. Make sure you tune in yes. Thursday. Mark off your calendars and uh, get, get your Palm Pilot out. Put it in your Palm Pilot. Put it in your. In your, I'm gonna stop st- you while you're ahead. Do people uh, still use blackberries. <laughs> we had this conversation. I don't think so. I think, I think the, black- the blackberry's I think dead. The blackberry's dead. I think it's dead. Yeah. I think 
businessman blackberry went to iphone. iphone yeah i think you're right um one other thing we got a question real fast about uh where do we for the top 10 plays of the week just any social media preferably twitter um i'm gonna put that out there for my own saying but uh twitter any, or instagram yeah twitter instagram hashtag dctf top 10 just tag us in it and then we'll we'll go through and yes. look at the hashtags each week to pull some clips we'll pull the clips and maybe your play can make it onto the dctf top 10 it's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to the Hall of Famer, Craig White, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Play of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.